Hi, I'm Britt. And my name is Alyssa. And this is Skeletales. And this is the podcast where we strive to answer the age-old question of, is my dead grandma watching me? Alyssa, that sounds like the perfect question to ask a psychic. I think we should. I think we should too. Tonight, <laughs> we have on the podcast our go-to psychic of Skeletales, Alex. Welcome back, Alex. It's great to be back. Thank you so much for having me back. Our skeletal <laughs> Alex, first question of the night. Is my dead grandma watching me? Yours in particular or just any dead grandma? Any dead grandma. Wait, so Depends stranger how- grandmas are watching us? Is that what you're saying? Well, it, it, it honestly depends on how nosy she is. <laughs> <I'm just> okay. <laughs> um, you know, uh, there are grandmas and, uh, you know, beings or, you know, old family members that past that do like to come in and say hi every once in a while or just check in on you. They work as either your guardian angels or anything like that. So she could be. Yeah. So it's a possibility. It's a possibility. So we have a really fun episode tonight. Alyssa, what are we doing? We're interviewing Alex. Oh, it's Ask Us. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, Brett, we are asking a psychic. We're asking Alex the questions that you, dear listeners, have asked us to ask Alex. And so we're We're, going to get the answers. It's a delightful game of telephone. Uh, Yes. We ask you, you Uh, ask us, and we ask Alex, we are being the, the <laughs> middleman to the medium, the mi- me- medium middleman. So yes, yeah, so we have a list of questions that have been asked by um, listeners and also a couple from Alyssa and I because we also have questions. Yes. So. Britt told me I'm not allowed to ask any questions that are not on the list. So <laughs> this is going to be a very difficult Difficult I, assignment. You for me. don't have. You always break the rules, anyways. You ask I whatever do. you want to ask. Okay, <laughs> I do what I want. Okay, let's jump in. Um, do you want to ask the first question? Okay, going off script, right, right off, out of the gates. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Alyssa, I'm so mad. But Alex showed us before we hit record here where he keeps his skeletal's mug on his desk, and in his mug he stores. A little voodoo doll. I I need to yep. know more about the voodoo doll. Is it somebody? Is it is it Brit? It's okay if it's Brit. It would be Brit if How'd I had you one. Know? I would love to chill. How'd in a you know book. it's Brit? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, not really. Um, so this particular voodoo doll, um, it was enchanted and handmade by my sister. So um, it's uh, contrary to believe not all voodoo is, you know, to put hexes and stuff on someone. Um, They can also offer protection. So the way that we enchanted this particular one, and I named it Billy, uh, because that's just what came came to me. His name is Billy and Billy sits in that mug um, every single day, 24-7 pretty much. And so my sister enchanted it uh, and it serves as a protector. So, for example, if someone's like, give me the evil eye or anything in particular that might harm me. My doll is taking those hits for me. That makes any sense. Yeah. I like it. I should send you guys someone. I'll send you guys one if you're interested. Oh my gosh. A doll? A voodoo doll? Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) It's like a force field. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I think we need one. 
So it's not you, though. So someone like gets a hold of your voodoo doll, gets a hold of Billy. They can't like start poking Billy in the eye and give you pink eye or anything. Uh, I mean, technically, it's it's bound to me. So they cannot use it for their purposes because it's okay. bound to me. But for example, if it's just a regular voodoo doll and that's the intent that they put behind it, then absolutely anyone can do that, you know, to you or me. Um but this one in particular, it's already sealed to me. It's bound to me and my soul, and it's no one can fuck with it. Wow. Even if they were tear it apart. Yeah. That's cool. I, I love, love it. that. <laughs> Very interesting um, stuff. This is brilliant segue to one of the questions I'm going to ask. Um, this is a question that I personally have for you. So um, a while back, Alyssa told a story about um, a friend of hers who went to a psychic, and the mm-hmm. psychic said, um, you have uh, the evil eye, basically. And the friend mm-hmm. is like, well, shit, how do I get rid of it? The psychic was like, well, you can't. You've had it since birth. Um, and so she just has to live with this evil eye. My questions are, one, how do you know you have the evil eye? Do you have to go to a psychic to know? And two, is the psychic right? Can you not get rid of it or can you get rid of the evil eye? So those are awesome questions. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say right off the bat, it sounds like this psychic doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about or they're trying to scam her. Okay. I'm just being honest. So you, and I don't mean to be disrespectful or anything, uh, but what I'm saying is that there's a lot of scammers out there that tell people, hey, you can't get rid of it to inflict fear on a people. You can absolutely get rid of it. There's, okay. you know... Um, you just have to know how, and it's actually quite easy to get rid of it. As long as you set the right intentions, for example, uh, let me, let me go back a little bit and answer as to how, you know, if you have it. Okay. So you, you can go to a a gifted psychic or intuitive or spiritual or, you know, and a spiritual individual, you can go to someone and they can answer those questions for you. Um, but another way is uh, if you constant. I know it sounds kind of funny, but you know if you're constantly yawning, if you're itching or seeing bruises or boils on your arms or something, um, if you are having nightmares and just uh, feeling despair and just fear, anxieties that is out of control, um, just overall in a funk and you just cannot get out of, you could have the evil eye. Um, so so yeah, and but you can you can indeed indeed remove it. It's not there forever. Okay. I feel like I've had the evil eye. Or <laughs> <laughs> I did kind of think about you when you <laughs> <laughs> like you literally did describe like I had like I called it leprosy on my arms. I was very tired. Everything you just said. I had all those symptoms. But no, is it possible to get rid of it like without realizing that you've gotten rid of it? Or like if I had it, which it would make sense. I can rub people the wrong way. Someone may have put an <laughs> evil eye on me, but it has resolved. And is it possible that I did something like, okay, better question. How do you get rid of it? And could I have just accidentally stumbled upon the solution or the resolution to it, or maybe the person actively An accidental removal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, Absolutely. So uh, the way you can get it, and I just want to throw that out there is not only it's not just negativity that can cause it. It can, it can be over admiration too. 
So, uh, you know, envy, jealousy, and even over-admiration, for example, like you're doing your podcast and someone's like, oh my God, I love her so much. That can, and it's actually, it goes back to Islam and in, in, in the Quran, it explains that the evil eye can come from over-admiration and, uh, you know, or jealousy, envy, and hatred. So it's not just a negative thing. So it could have been that someone just wished you really well and it was just too much and it it ended up you ended up getting it um so now in order to cleanse it you could have absolutely just cleansed it without knowing you're cleansing it uh the way to get rid of it is uh to get in a bath in, in a salt bath or in the shower and just pretending or not pretending but imagining that you're cleansing your body um <clears throat> So, for example, you're saying, oh, you know, I don't know what this is. I just wish it would wash off. And you're taking while you're taking a shower and scrubbing that alone can remove it. It's about setting that intention. So magic is all about intention and uh, setting that intention of I want to get cleansed. I want to get clean. I want to I want this to stop. That alone could have ended. Interesting. So you could have totally accidentally done it. Yeah. Now, I bought a necklace the evil mm-hmm. eye necklace that's supposed to help repel the evil eye. Is it even the necklace doing anything or is it just my knowledge of like, mm, this is the intent of, you know, removing evil doing something or does that object actually have an effect? Well, when you're placing that, it, it that particular, for example, if you were where, if you were to use a rosary to someone who isn't Catholic, a rosary would mean nothing, right? But to someone who's Catholic and praying on it, you're setting that intent. It that symbol itself symbolizes that intent, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So no, it could be. I mean, if if I see a statue of Jesus, <laughs> you know, or or you know, or Buddha, um, it could do nothing, or it, depending on the intent and what I believe it does, it's. You're putting in that power, you're putting in that energy to it. So that particular, I would say yes and no. It just depends on how you view it. If you view the evil eye as someone that's repelling it, mm-hmm. then all of that intent is going to cause it to repel. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So if if not, it's just the regular pendant. Well, friend of Alyssa, if you are listening, you can most definitely get rid of that evil eye. Well, they were saying that they were drawn to what is it, the hamas or something? Is that like the hand? Oh, the hand. Uh, Hamza. Uh, okay. Hamza. Yes. Ha- yes. And that that like would repel the evil eye because that was the whole. We talked about this on the podcast. It's coming back to me now, and we are kind of joking. It should just be a single finger where you like just poke the evil eye. <laughs> or Brit, your <laughs> necklace could be getting into a that's staring contest awesome. with an evil eye, right? It's just like who's got the evil, and that's how it like it just gets paralyzed there, and it can't attack you. Yeah, these great solutions. Um, I did. Uh, I you know all the things you said. I definitely took some Epsom salt baths. I very well, and also Ooh. I thought I was bringing it upon myself, not when I was like ill with all this. And so like, I definitely did a lot to try to like chill and bring in positivity yeah. and everything just to try to like get rid of the leprosy. You did it. You, you did exactly what you're supposed to do. Oh yes, God. exactly. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. But you also could be do- a witch. <laughs> oh, she totally is. 100%. Oh yeah. With this hair. Yeah. I mean, look at that hair. <laughs> Although um, I did, you did post a picture recently of you standing around an awesome bonfire real far away. 
real not, far away. I feel like that was the least witchy thing that you could have done. <laughs> I think it's really she did it because of her hair. She didn't want it to like ignite. <laughs> exactly. That's like it's I, I so many of those funniest home videos, and I say it all the time. It was 100% funniest home videos or any videos you see people like <laughs> dancing around laughing and their hair is alight and they have no idea. That is <laughs> my worst oh, nightmare. Blowing like, the birthday candles out all for over. Sure. Yeah. And they're like, ha this is so fun. Okay, so are we ready for our next question? Are you ready, yeah. Alex? Let's, let's do this. I'm ready. Okay, so Shannon wrote into the hot box and said, that's our email. That's our really great name for our email. <laughs> I love our, it. We got to come up with a better psychic name no. for you too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we it's got to be real, real. Maybe we should ask the listeners to come Ooh. up with a name for me, and whoever wins, let's do this. Whoever wins, they'll get a little goodie for me. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Said, well, yeah. I feel motivated to. Yeah, let's do it. One. So yeah, if you guys are listening, you guys. Uh, Let's pick out a name for me. What yeah. are we going to call me? Because Britt was saying like... I was like in-house psychic, but that's not that's not fun or sexy. All right. All right. Challenge. Challenge to the world. Thanks, uh, Alex. Yeah. Okay. So Shannon wrote into the hot box and said she's remodeling her home. She knows that objects like dolls and paintings can be haunted, but can lumber, like the kind being used for her home, be haunted or have attached spirits or dark energy? That's a that's an awesome question. And I'm going to have to say that it's it's going, it's improbable. Um, unless that lumber is coming from a haunted location mm. or someone has like hexed the wood or something while building the home, um, unless it's something along those lines, I'm going to say that it's very unlikely, um, you know, a certain event or something has to attach to itself. So the way that things become haunted is that, you know, the spirits, negative energies um, or just any, any spirit or energy can attach to it uh, by using it as a, as a vessel. So if this lumber hasn't been used as a vessel, I mean, if it hasn't attracted any spirits, um, then more than likely not. I think that she's pretty safe. Like I said, unless she went and uh, bought lumber from an old haunted house, you know, it's, it's not yeah. going to be haunted. I really okay. doubt that. Like okay. ye old hanging tree? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like if it's something like that, then... <laughs> We watch can out. definitely expect, yeah, watch out. But <laughs> okay. just regular lumber, I, I really doubt it. Oh, okay. man. Have you guys heard of the suicide forest in Japan? Absolutely. Like, oh, don't use that lumber. Don't use that lumber. Don't no, because it. there's definitely an impact there. It's it's just concentrated negative energy. Um, and it's funny because that actually came up when I was uh, uh, when I was talking to my sister. I was like, hey, we were in Japan. And I was talking to my sisters, like, will we go there? And we're like, no, just being around those trees alone, I think, would just, just around that area alone, it would actually just leave an imprint on us that we wouldn't be so fond of. Well, and you, and the two of you being sensitive, too, would be, like, times 100, what an average person I would think probably so. feel. Yeah. yeah. Is that a tourist destination? I have, like, zero desire to go there. Is that, like, it something is. people do? It, it oh. is. A lot of places are blocked off. Um, we looked into it, believe it or not. Uh, but it's just a lot of places are blocked off. Um, but it is a tourist attraction. That is because it's like an active spot. Yeah. Right? Like that people, it's not like some ancient, oh, people used to 
jump off the cliff here. In the no, past. there's, in there's the plenty of trails for climbing and stuff too. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh boy. And hiking. Sorry. Oh, hiking. okay. So it's like a, a nice. It's a pretty area. So you could find. A, you could possibly go there thinking, oh, I'm going to go on a nice hiking trail, and not realize that it's also the exactly. suicide forest. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't. That All right. Change of subject. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't build your house out of that one. Speaking of the dead. Um, okay. So I've done a couple of Ouija sessions now and luckily did them safely because of your advice. Thank you for that. You're so uh, in welcome. fact, I may have you at the end of this question um, give some pointers to people because I am trying to remember if I even said them out loud or if I just said I got your advice. Okay, but that's not my question. If you said them out loud, it's very possible I edited those right out. <laughs> Probably. Yes. <laughs> okay. So while we did the Ouija sessions with Alyssa, we had her phone video going and we obviously were using our microphones with the one where we contacted Jada. I had an audio recorder. Do having those kind of electronic devices affect the outcome of a Ouija session at all, do you think? You know, it it all, it's based on circumstance. For example, it depends on who you're communicating with. There are some spirits or entities that do not want to speak in general. So I would say for the most part, no. If anything, I think that the, you know, the energy coming from those devices could actually amplify the chances of speaking to a uh, a spirit because what they do is you know they are energy they're made out of energy yeah so they can drain that energy in order to communicate better with you so I think it's going to increase your chances other than you know uh, decrease the chances but I I think if the spirit or like I said the entity or whatever is around that you're trying to communicate with or who is trying to communicate with you if they're shy they are just not going to speak in general. And I don't think that having a voice recorder is going to affect it. And, you know, voice recorders are excellent because they can pick up things that the human ear cannot. Um, And that's why we see them on all the shows and stuff. You know, I did some paranormal investigating and we always have, always, always have um, voice recorders. It's, it's an essential, if anything, you know, cameras and voice recorders are essential, I believe in, in a haunting. Yeah. Awesome. We're doing it right. Okay. Yeah. Just for anybody who is like, oh, did you have a question, Alyssa? No, it was not a question. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say anybody who's like curious to do a Ouija board, but they're really scared and really nervous because they don't want to have that negative demon attached to their back or they don't want to like do it wrong and then you know the hells of fire open up at the floor and and they're sucked <laughs> in. So what would be um what would be some pointers, just bullet points that you could give the listeners of like the correct way to do it? Okay, well first of all, if you are terrified of using it, I would say don't use it because you're going to be inviting something that you don't want. You putting that manifesting that energy and that fear anything negative will pick up on that fear and they will take advantage of it because 
you are so scared that you're allowing things in. So if you are absolutely unsure and afraid of doing so, just don't do it. But if you are someone who's confident enough, you know, don't get cocky. I, you know, you, you know, it, you have to have respect for, for the entities. They were people too, at some point. Um, so you do have to re- have respect for that. Um, also always, um, either say a prayer, cleanse your space, have a white candle if you can. Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't do it alone. Um, especially if it's your first time, don't ever do it alone. If it's your first time, um, I would, like I said, make sure that you're confident enough to, to do it. Always say hello, thank them for the time, say goodbye, be respectful. Don't ever ask, uh, when you're going to die. And that's just a no, no question. You might get answers, but I just think it's, it's, it's just, it's not that it's inappropriate. It's just very bad juju. You don't want to do that. So don't ever ask them when you're going to die or when a family member or whatever is going to die. Uh, don't ask questions that you wouldn't like to hear the answer to, Yeah, you know? So let's, let's stay away from that, but um, make sure that it's a safe location. Um, if you're going to do it in your home, make sure that you absolutely cleanse your space afterwards and always, always, always say goodbye and close out. That's with anything though, tarot readings, anything. Make sure that you always close out, say goodbye, thank them because you're you're opening up a portal. These yeah. are just tools, you know, that help you get these entities from the other side to communicate with you. So if you don't close it, they're gonna start running amok, you know. So <laughs> who knows make what sure you're that letting you do in. that. Okay. Exactly. So just be very careful and and have respect for them and respect for the board. Hypothetically Perfect. speaking. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I have a tarot deck and I will like kind of set a tone and I will like do a card pull a single like that's what I've been doing for myself. Like I will, you know, that's awesome, by the way, focus, do a single card pull. But I don't say goodbye. I'm like, okay, I take it. And well, and I wrap my cards back up there in like a little dark handkerchief. It's not a handkerchief. I don't know. It's a little thing that came with them. But um. I don't say goodbye. Am I inviting something in? It's no, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, it's, it, but you are, when you're putting them away, I'm saying you're not just leaving them out and stuff. When you're putting yeah. them away, you're intentionally done with them. Correct? Yes. Yes. So you're putting them away. So I guess I should have been a little more clear, I but if you're doing bed. an everyday pool, yeah, you're, you're exactly. You're putting them into bed. So you're saying, Hey, okay, I'm done. You leave that intention, but you don't just go and do a bunch of pulls, like, you know, pull a bunch of cards and you're like, all right, cool. Bye. And you know, you yeah. don't leave them out, you don't leave them. You just you're pretty much like you said, putting them in a bed and putting them away. It's all about setting the intention. And I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Okay. I have a question regarding the Ouija board though. Is it rude to ask the spirit how they died? Um, not necessarily, uh, but it's up to their discretion if they want to answer or not. So okay. I don't think it's rude. Uh but if you're asking like for a million details and stuff, you have to understand it's like, pretend you're talking to a human being, you know, uh, would you be like, Hey, how'd you die? Did you get shot on the head or did you get stabbed to death? How was it? Did it hurt? Like, you know, don't, you know, don't go too much into detail and stuff, but you just have to show respect, but, uh, you can ask that. Okay. I just, uh, but you know, I mean, how much more debtor can they get? right yeah yeah it's not like you can print bad juju onto them so got it okay okay did you get all your aunt i was gonna say yeah i'm good 
that that was like perfect. I feel really. Je- I feel like I next time I'm gonna have like two cameras with me and a couple of recorders and like bring that energy. Ooh, Fuck yeah, I would. I would. They they can drain that. They might drain one of your batteries. So having an extra of everything or extra battery pack is awesome. Like do it. Uh, I recommend that. Love it. I recommend that. Yeah. Oh, when we did our Ouija session, we we weren't getting much. And then the sun went down and it was like dark and it was like showtime. Like as soon as the sun set and it was dark, this the spirits came alive. The board came alive. Like, can you do a Ouija session in broad daylight? Would it even work? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, it also just depends on the type of location that you're in. If it, If it's a real haunting and it's just like swimming with activity. Absolutely. You can do it in broad daylight. I've seen things and experienced things during broad daylight. Yes. It's, it's uh, for some reason, they just like communicating more at night because it's quieter. It's more still. It's like, you know, like they're hiding and then they just come out and feel more free to do that. But um, just the energy, the moon has a lot of energy as well. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I can't answer all of those mystical questions, but I just, you know, I can just give you just my opinion based on what have I've experienced, what I've experienced and such. So, okay, that's interesting. But, we were at the moon. The moon. So, for example, if you go, the moon did it. Yes. <laughs> no, but for example, if you were like, let's say at um, just a very haunted hotel, or like, you know, if you went there and you're middle broad like daylight you can get readings you can uh you know experience a haunt it's just all about the location and and the entities and when they like to come out so interesting okay 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 so our next question is crystal balls do psychics actually use these if so how and can i use any old crystal ball or do i need a magic crystal ball so this is probably my favorite question yet. It's <laughs> awesome because as a kid, as I was discovering, you know, my abilities and stuff, I wondered the same thing. And so uh, I actually have a little crystal ball too. I'll show you guys later. <laughs> it's behind the scenes stuff kind of thing. <laughs> it's not necessarily the crystal ball that is magical in itself uh so what it is it's it's um so what they do it's called scrying so what the person reading the crystal ball is uh trying to look at images and see maybe like little hints or messages from the future so they can do this there's people who who do scrying and they can do this with fire water uh crystal quartz very clear crystal uh quartz um and there's a type of glass that has a lead base to it and it has this sort of reflection to it so what they do is they're really just seeing messages they can also do this with mirrors um and so the whole process it's not that they're actually reading the crystal ball or that the crystal ball itself is powerful it's just it's the person doing the scrying and the scrying is being able to see images, uh, you know, uh, images or like little, how would I explain it? Like little like scenes, like little movies in their head, just like 
or the future. Um, they don't do it so much for like past lives. It's just to be able to tell fortunes. So all it is is them looking to reflection, looking for those images and looking for those for those signs. That makes sense. Oh, that's fascinating. So fascinating. First of all, that it's only used for future readings, not yes. looking into the past, only the future. Yes. And I have never heard of scrying before. This is so fascinating to me. Yeah, there's some psychic readers that read fire. They read flames. And it's something that I haven't personally intended before, but I I would love to. Um, but I do have a crystal ball. And what I do is I just like really just focus kind of like when I'm seeing someone's aura, just really focus on it, like hyper focus on it. And if I see any messages or something comes up, uh, anything visual, just anything at all, um, you know, I'll use that and, you know, for my readings. So it's not really a conduit. It's like um, a, a movie theater screen of sorts for. Yeah, kind of. Readings, yeah. Right? It's, okay. it's you're seeing those visions, you're seeing signs, you're seeing messages and uh it's, you know, and like I said, you can do it with water, you can do it, but it has to be like still water, anything that you can get a reflection out of. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, so it's yeah. not just a trope. It's not like just something yeah. from like the movies and stuff. There are actual psychics, fortune tellers. There are fortune tellers who use there are fortune tellers that in it's 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 called scrying what they're doing. The method of their readings are is uh, called scrying scrying and it's I been love practiced that. for thousands of years i mean ancient egypt we're talking about like you know in china we're talking everywhere this yeah. is something that's been around for hundreds of thousands of years oh that's awesome i yeah. love that because i also just like the imagery of a crystal Me ball too. it's just kind of Me fun too. and sparkly you know so i'm happy to know it's like not just some yeah. bunk thing okay i have another question are we ready mm -hmm. um Lori writes in, she says, I've been listening exclusively to paranormal podcasts and watching paranormal and horror movies while I'm alone in the house. The question is, am I basically inviting a spirit or demonic presence to show up by doing these things? Not necessarily. Um, again, it's all about like, and I, I know I keep saying intention going to be called Alex intention <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's all about intention I mean I watch scary movies and forensic files every night before bed like I will watch them as I'm falling asleep yes. uh, you know it's and I live a pretty relaxed easy lifestyle and it and, you know it, it all is about like I said, if there's a haunt in your home or, but you're not necessarily inviting anything, you know, there's some horror junkies out there and they sleep like babies and they have no activity in their home. So again, I think that it's, it, it, it actually has to be a haunting or, or something you purposely, you know, doing a Ouija session or just in energetically inviting those, those entities and spirits in your home. But just by watching a movie, I don't think so. I mean, I might it might give her the heebie-jeebies and it might give her nightmares, but I think that's just because your brain is trying to process all that. Uh, but I don't necessarily believe that it would be inviting anything in her home. When I watch a scary movie, which is rare, by the way, because I get real scared, <laughs> um, I am always seeing shadows. I'm like, in that corner, right? 
right? There's something there. Oh my, did it move? I'm constantly, because I'm in already in this higher state of fear is because, I mean, like that fear energy, would that bring about things or am I'm just like a loon and should not watch scary movies anymore? (laughs) Um, you're mad. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Perfect answer. Perfect uh, answer. No, uh, no. What I honestly think is, in, in my personal opinion, I believe that it's just your paranoia, dude. Like, it's just you kind of overthinking it. It's like, for example, when you go to a car dealership, you go off and buy a white car. All of a sudden, you're seeing white cars everywhere. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's kind of one of those things you start to pay attention to things. Like, you know, on any day, you're like not seeing anything in your home. You're like, oh, cool. It's just a tree. It's just a, a jacket on like a coat hanger. <laughs> But all of a sudden you see the actress, you're like, oh shit, it's the, it's that bitch. You know, she's going to come yeah. haunt me, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's, uh, overactive imagination. It's, okay. that's exactly what it is. It's overactive imagination. I don't think it's, it, you're actually inviting anything. It's just, it's just okay. you. That's it's good. That's you. A, I, um, that makes me happy. Actually. I'm glad for that answer. Yeah. yeah Cause I've been pretty freaked out. editing the podcast, like editing our Ouija's session <laughs> and editing Brit's like EVP. She caught, like I've gotten, I don't get freaked out all the time, but those couple of things where I'm listening to like raw audio of an experience, I start to get pretty freaked out. I'm like, did that? Did I need to send you some videos and some audio of the stuff that I've caught. I wanted. Oh uh, yes. Did you hear Brit's most re- the one that she got at the Canvas Kansas City Hotel? No. It is insane. It is like oh it is so clear and it's so freaky and oh my god! I'm you got awful at understanding him, and that one came in clear as a bell. Yeah. So yeah, perfect little like. Go listen to that one at another time, but stay here for now because we have another question. Is it mine? Oh, it's your question. So the next question is, Katie and Adrian are curious, when doing a psychic reading, are you able to see or know information about someone's past lives? Oh, 100%. There are some. Yeah, I actually have a a deck specific for uh, specifically for past life reading. And I actually believe that past life, you know, uh, understanding your past lives, it actually has a lot to do with your life now. Um, So the way the way it is, is that in in every life, you're trying to better yourself and whatever traumas you had in your past life, you can be trying to work through this one. Uh, So, for example, I'm going to share what I was told about mine. So um, in my one of my past lives, I was uh, a nobleman and I was kind of the center of attention. And and this is pretty much what she told me. Um, and very famous, very trusted psychic, too. What she told me is like, in this lifetime, you kind of like the center of attention, but you shouldn't be the center of attention, and that should be okay. She just pretty much said, like, work on your ego. And since I started doing that, you know, my with my spirituality and my readings and everything, everything's gotten so much better. And it's like, it's okay to not be the center of attention. So for example, my past life was, I was that now in this lifetime, I'm working on this. So yes, it's possible. And I think it's imperative for people to know about their past lives so they can really work on their traumas and work on things that they, they need to, to for in their future, you know, their next life, uh, 
they're a little better off. That makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense. I, I kind of want to, what do people, would somebody come to you and say, today, I just want to talk about my past life. And then you would uh, just yes. do past life reading. Yes, yes. Or it could be that something comes up. So for example, spirit, spirit is, you know, either uh, your, your guardian angels or your spirit guides, you know, whoever your higher self uh, spirit is all in one kind of thing. And whatever spirit decides, you could be just doing a regular reading and it could be that spirit has something to say from past life. But uh, it's it's a little more rare. Uh, usually we focus on the present and unless you're doing past life reading, like I said, but we usually focus on present and future uh, when doing readings. Uh, but people can come in and say, hey, I want to know about my past life. So or do I have any past lives? And there are people who are old souls. And when we say that, it's because they've lived more lives than the other and usually yeah. people who have not lived as many lives they're a little more naive a little more immature they're not as good with money they're not you know <laughs> or things like that um and it's just but i think your past lives have a lot to do with the person that you are today so i love that i mean it does kind of make sense to me yeah it does Britt and i have joked that no one tells us we're old souls and we really wish they would at like <laughs> really fishing for that i know <laughs> um, but what you're saying about like this life is about bettering ourselves or healing from the trauma or learning from our past lives and like, helping evolution, others. Yes. Evolution, evolution in general. We should just be getting better and evolving as as a, the rate a human species, right? Like if that's mm-hmm. the case, and just hopefully, and there have been a lot of great leaps forward in um humanitarian efforts and everything there have also been some very stagnant areas but overall like things have improved for us overall over the years I, right i think so yeah, yeah. and that's it's only going to get better there's some downfalls uh, but it with all, it, it has, it's about balance you know they can't be good with that that's why you know the chinese believe in the yin and yang mm-hmm. and it's because you know there has to be some balance with good and bad it can't just be black or white there's a lot of gray area and yeah. um the more you understand that you're okay with that the better the more you'll be able to move forward that's not just one way so this kind of segues a little bit into this next question so julie and lindsay both want to know that if you're able to use your abilities on like a large scale level like for example were you able to predict the pandemic or any war or um, even large-scale financial stuff, like, can you predict if Bitcoin is where we should be <laughs> investing our money? Like, uh, on, I mean, obviously, like on a person-to-person basis, you can have you have those senses and feeling, or you know, yeah, emo- energies or whatever. What about a large scale like that? It's it's definitely possible. So. Um... Uh, a, a great example of that is Nostradamus, if you believe in that stuff. You know, Nostradamus was known to, for example, supposedly uh, predict, like, the, the whole attack on the, the Twin Towers. And, uh, you know, like, you know, Trump and all these other different things, you know, uh, he was able to predict all these things. And those, those were all predictions. And that's what, you know, fortune telling is. It's, it's predictions. But I myself, it was very interesting. But I had this uh, dream where... Um, I was at this bar and all of a sudden I went in the bathroom, there's a bathtub and um, 
it was filled with water and all of a sudden it, it blew up in flames and all of a sudden it spelled out LA. And that's when all the fires a couple of years ago, they were really, really bad. So I actually had that dream three days before that all happened. So it's actually very possible as far as, um, but as far as, uh, you know, the whole Bitcoin thing and win the lottery, <laughs> I think that if someone gets lucky enough, yes. But when it comes to financial gain and just gain in general, uh-huh. like personal gain and greed yeah. of any sort, I, I just don't think it works that way. Um, it, it, you know, and it's kind of, it could be it's one of those random things. Yeah, there you attention. go. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but um, I don't think that it is when it comes to like self gain, greed, and financial gain. Um, it's that becomes very tricky. There's some people that you know there are some kind of psychics out there that are like uh, that are scammers and say, "Oh yeah, I can predict what the lottery numbers are today. Pay me a thousand dollars and you'll be a millionaire." You know, there are going to be people who claim that they can, but I I think that it is possible. It's just like you said, you know, about the intention. I didn't didn't say it this time. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I said it. I said it. So with those things, it's just what happens to come to you. It's not that you're out, you know, meditating and you're like, tell me about the diseases that are coming my way. Like, you know, it's it's just what what decides to appear to you is what what you see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So our next question is from S. And she says that her apartment has been showing signs of being haunted. Her roommate has been pushed. The previous tenant had deep scratches mysteriously appear on them. They're messing with the lights and seem to be more active when the house is dirty. S doesn't mind having the ghost there, but wants to make sure they remain friendly with her. How would she go about befriending her ghostly roommate? Keep your house clean. <laughs> That's definitely one. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be. A, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just being Duh. honest. Like obviously, there's something that's triggering this particular spirit, this particular entity. So uh, keeping your home clean, but the whole, you know, it being kind of is being a little aggressive. You know, I wouldn't give it too much attention. I would acknowledge it and say, "Hey, you stay over there. I stay over here, and we're cool." But definitely it could be, you know, um, and it's weird because I sense like an older female. It could be one of those people who just really like their home tidy. And it could have been someone more than likely someone that already lived there and they still see it as their home. They don't necessarily understand the concept that they've passed and that it is no longer their home. So essentially it's like, hey, you're in my home. You're making a mess. Like, you know, that's not cool. I'm going to push you. So, uh, you know, so it's just essentially just kind of like keep the house clean and, you know, communicating to say, hey, you know, you're cool. I want to just coexist. I respect you, respect me. And that's it. Um, Which would they need to like out loud verbally say like, hey, I acknowledge you're here. I'm going to try to keep the house clean. Hey, like when they come home, they put their keys in the correct spot and they're like, hello, ghost friend. Yeah, Yeah, I would. I would say it out loud, um, you know, for them to hear, you know, obviously they can sometimes sense your feelings, but saying it out loud for them to hear and for you to just show them that you're acknowledging them. That's probably the best way saying it out loud uh, because in your voice, it, it sounds out 
your sound sends out hertz and they kind of pick up on that. So um, I would say it out loud and, you know, just communicate, like I said. And another great way is you can smudge, you know, you can use either sage, um, you can sage, you can burn a lavender, rosemary, incense, uh, anything that will smoke up because smoke is what cleanses the area. It attaches the negative energy, that negativity attaches to the smoke and the smoke. Make sure you open windows, though. Don't just lay those demons and stuff in a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> open the windows. Oh, that's good information. Yeah. Smoke that shit out. Smoke that <laughs> shit out. <laughs> did not know that part. I mean, honestly, if this ghost, this spirit can be scratching and physically pushing people, they could be folding out. some laundry. They could be doing some dishes. <laughs> like, right? yeah, let's can, do this together. To, yes. I, uh, you know, I'm, clean together. That's, I'm like, I'm not going to stop you from cleaning, ghost. But that's some good motivation, though, too. <laughs> you know, fr- Let it like. friend can come here. Use the vacuum as a vessel and just kind of vacuum. I love this idea so much. Just a rogue vacuum cleaner <laughs> around your house. Like, that's just my ghost. Don't mind. Like, <laughs> yeah, just don't mind. Just, yeah. just clean it. It hates. It hates. It hates a messy place. Yeah, clean it for me. Fucking so like dishes are being washed by themselves, and oh, I'd be a sight to see. It's right? very Disney movie like in my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Maybe a few birds flying around. Um. All right, I've got a question. Alice wants to know if spirits can follow you home from a funeral home or cemetery. This is such a great question. Um, yeah, they absolutely can. Damn it. So, um, <laughs> and, and it's interesting. So I actually learned from my brother-in-law that, uh, so he's Armenian, right? And so we went to go visit his grandmother one time. And uh, Noritza, rest, may she rest in peace. And we went to go visit her, and there was like faucets in like water fountains, you know, like or like faucets in uh, sorry, not water fountains, but faucets in a cemetery. And when I was like, why is there so much running water around here? And he's like, okay, well, in my culture, uh, you know, if you go and visit a cemetery, you pay res- whether you pay respects or you just come in or whatever. Um, if you don't wash your hands before you go, spirits can follow you home. So we always, now, whenever we go visit my grandpa, may you rest in peace, you know, we always wash your hands. So now it's become a habit. So it's very much a cultural thing, but I believe they can. And so once again, it's all about intention. Again, uh-huh. when you're washing your hands and stuff, you're cleansing that energy off of you. You're getting it off of you. Uh, so it's definitely a cultural thing. But in, in my belief, in my and this could be just my bias opinion, but I definitely believe that they can. So, but most, you know, most people that uh, claim that they're being followed home, they're either at cemeteries, funeral homes, or haunted locations. So it's just any place where there's a lot of energy and. There's going to be a lot of energy in a cemetery. So it's like. So in short, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands <laughs> if you're in a cemetery <laughs> or a funeral home. Well, that, feel, that feels like an easy solution to the, you know, spirit, yeah. like trail of spirits following you back into your home. Yeah, I think so too. 
Um, do you like on that same similar note, as far as like, we've heard a lot of stories now about people like right after someone dies, they will appear to them like there's like a burst or something will happen and they'll come or they'll think, well, well, grandma just called me. What do you mean she died? She, I just talked to her or, or something like that. And those let the right after someone's death, there's a visitation of sorts. And then after that, nothing like, what's that all about? (laughs) What's up with that? So that's that's actually interesting because that that actually happened to me, and I had not lost anyone that was very significant to me until I lost my grandfather. And I'm only using these all these examples of you know my personal experiences because I mean what better experience than explain but my own. And so uh, the the night he passed, I was sitting, I had my phone down, and we were just kind of waiting for the phone call. And I had left my phone out in uh, the living room and I was just like, whatever, I was just done. I was just, you know, obviously really upset. I was sitting up in bed with my fiance and all of a sudden I saw like a white orb light go in front of me. We're just watching TV, clear as day. And I felt this really tight, like hug, like on my, in my chest. And then somehow my brain just said, oh, he's gone. And I ran to the living room and I looked at my phone and I had six missed calls from my sister, my mom, my grandma, and he had passed. So I believe that it happened, something similar happened with my great grandmother as well. And I think that what they do is just saying, hey, you know, they're saying their goodbyes. They really are just saying goodbye to the people closest to them. And then they go off. And if you do not hear from them again, it's because they're, they're definitely resting. They don't have any um, unfinished business here. And, and they're just, I mean, they keep coming and checking on you, but that means that they pass on and they're, they're happy where they're at. So, which is uh, what you want for them, you know, exactly. you want them to, to be happy and not exactly around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, that's so, beautiful. Uh, it, yeah, and it, it happened to me. I, at first, I didn't necessarily comprehend that concept, or it's like, how? You know, it's like, how do you explain that? How do you even comprehend that? And what's even crazier is that it happened to my cousin, too. It happened to a couple other people. We were in completely different cities, and it, we all share the same story. We sit down, at, at, you know, when With we were With your grandfather? This. Yeah, it happened. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but, what was your um, cousin's experience? Same thing. She was in bed with her husband, and her her name's Daisy. Uh, so my my cousin Daisy and her husband Frank, they were sitting up in bed, and all of a sudden she felt the thing. It's like super tight chest, and she got up, like shot up, and she's like, "Oh my god, he's gone!" And then she looked at her phone, and she was she saw text messages. They knew. So it was just like, yeah, they just knew. Yeah, it was insane. When my great grandmother passed, passed, there was a, um, I wasn't alive, but there was a story in our family that like the clock stopped everywhere. Everyone's clock stopped at the, like the moment of her passing, like in Buffalo, like others, you know, all around New York, basically, and everyone's houses, the clock stopped at the moment of her death. And what just one of those things. So I don't know if there's a hug, but just that burst. Very interesting. This is a strange phenomenon. I've been reading more and more about these stopped clocks and why, um, yeah, it's perplexing. Yeah. Lots of stories like that. Your next podcast should be on that. Ooh, <laughs> <Yes. okay. laughs> Cliffhanger. Okay, my question. 
for you, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> spirit animals. Do people have spirit animals? Is that like a real thing? Or is that just something like people want to be a wolf? My brother is obsessed with wolves. He loves anything that is wolf related. I love cheetahs. I don't know why I love cheetahs. I just oh, yeah. love them. Because you're fast. That, um, that, <laughs> you're I'm <fast>. not fast. <laughs> Maybe she just like Cheetos. I don't know. I do. <laughs> but do you think people have spirit animals? Is that a thing or is that just like I, a pop culture sort of something that has like uh no, absolutely not. So I'm I'm uh part Native American okay. and in our culture, so in in our culture, um they are definitely a real thing. So it uh Spirit and animals not were only guardians, but they also kind of describe a lot of our personalities, a lot of, uh, you know, of who we are as individuals. So spirit animals are definitely a real thing. Um, and, you know, and, you know, psychics can also find that out for you, too. There's people who dedicate um, specifically on that and they serve as guardians. They serve as, you know, um, like I said, just overall protectors. And, uh, but it's definitely a real thing. Um, you know, whether you believe in that or not, it's, you know, that's on you, but, um, but it would make sense why he's like, I'm obsessed with cats. I don't know why. I was just about to ask what's your spirit animal. (laughs) Uh, my spirit animal is actually an owl, but I'm, I've been obsessed with cats forever. So maybe poor example, but yeah, no, and it's, it's an owl. It really does just explain a lot of. You understand that it's in, in the spiritual realm, it's not necessarily an actual animal, it's just the form that it takes. And based on this animal, it's based on the personalities of that spirit and what you may need in this life, or uh, just the way that it's whatever contract you signed before you've been born with this spirit, and you know, it just manifests itself as this creature. Interesting. So it could be anything, and it's more about it chooses you. So your brother, who's obsessed with wolves, it's, uh-huh. he didn't choose wolves. They chose him. Uh-huh. Um, and it could say a lot about his personality in itself, too. Yeah. So. But you're All right, saying, Alyssa, what, what, what are you drawn to? What animal are well, you drawn I'm to? Well, sa- but it sounds like even Alex is drawn to cats, but his spirit animal is an owl. So mm-hmm. I could be obsessed with owls, but my spirit animal could really be like a blobfish. Or, right. Yeah. Oh. Blobfish. It could be. Um, you know, and, and we also have too. also, for example, there's people who have pets that have passed and stuff, and they actually come back as your spirit animal too. Oh. So I think that's what happened with me, and that's why I'm so upset with cats. And you you don't just have one spirit animal, you can have plenty. Uh, because again, you've lived multiple lives and you don't just have more than you can have more than one. For example, you have different uh, guardian angels, spirit guides. You don't just have one. It's very rare that you just have one. Uh, but there's one that is kind of like concentrated one. And it could change throughout your lifetime as well, depending on what you need um, during that time. And that like how many pets lifetime. you've had. Like Brits oh. killed a lot of pets. Like so many pets. I, hey, killed is not <laughs> the, the word. I was going to say killed. <laughs> I just... Yeah. Choose pets that don't live very long. High turnover Peach. rate. Peach, may you rest in peace. There's oh, my speckles. There's been Goldie. There's I didn't even tell you Was about Goldie Mrs. Feather. No, it's a chicken. 
Mrs. Featherbottom's gone too. Did I didn't even it? tell you. No, I love my girls. No. But I do choose animals that do not live very long, which is quite sad. Okay. Well, I need a turtle. Can that be my spirit? Or a tortoise. Right? Yes, They'll outlive you. They'll be at your funeral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> parrots. Parrots live a long time, right? Ugh, I don't want a parrot. Fuck that. No. No. They're annoying. Not my not my spirit animal. <laughs> okay. I have a final question. Melanie wants to know if a psychic can tell her if she's going to be successful. Okay. So um definitely. I mean Oh, did you hear that, so- Melanie? You're definitely gonna be so successful. I'm talking out hard Woo! stop. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, Melanie. <laughs> Please. Okay, continue. we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, you know, it's uh, a psychic can definitely, you know, someone who's intuitive can definitely tell you whether you're going to be successful or not. Um, you know, but there are some some psychics that, you know, for the money do fluff everything and say, oh, yeah, you're going to be a movie star, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You're going to be a millionaire and this and that. They're going to you're going to fluff you up quite a bit. Um, and, and that's also possible. But yes, I mean, there's a there's very minimal stuff that is kind of off you know off limits and that just depends on the person that's doing the reading but yeah people can look into your cards and see whether yours i've actually gotten readings to see you know about my business and about my career in general um and i've gotten readings on my career just period and so it's definitely possible psychic can definitely tell her whether she's going to be famous or not Brilliant. Love that. This is a perfect segue. You talking about your business. Should we do a plug, Alyssa? Yeah. I mean, Mitch did have that question about paying taxes and bills. (laughs) I asked my husband, I was like, do you have any questions for a psychic? He's like, how do they know when to pay their bills? They don't probably don't even need reminders. I was like, what is this? This It was the boringest I have no idea. Like it was a very ask, wasted. To, to answer Mitch's question, to answer Mitch's question, we're all still human. Okay. That's why I have all my shit on auto pay because I forget everything. All right. Yeah. So just auto pay everything and I don't have to worry about it. So make sure there's money in my account. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we saved the best question for last there. <laughs> oh, He's going to be very interested to hear. Um, yeah, because he listens to every episode. Oh, my word. But yes, yeah, so your business, Alex, please take the opportunity. Tell our listeners, remind them, our new listeners who haven't listened to your past episode before, what you do and where they can find you and all the good stuff. Everything. Awesome. Everything. so much. Uh, so I am a psychic reader, intuitive. I do energy healing, sound healing. I do all like fun stuff been working on a lot of taxidermy art um and uh so you can find me at um third eye alley cat um that's my tiktok and my instagram is third eye underscore alley cat and my website is uh www uh so you can find any info on events and stuff like that i do a lot of events in on the west coast here and uh, have some really cool ones coming up 
like the Globe Theater, uh, which is super haunted. It's in, in downtown LA. Um, and we're going to have burlesque uh, dancers. We're going to have live music. There's going to be three floors of just live entertainment, some really cool stuff. Um, it's being run by the Witch's Brew. Uh, we're just going to have a lot of cool events this year. Um, so just stay tuned. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Now, I know that you have an extensive crystal collection and you're talking about taxidermied animals, which is incredible. That perked I'm our ears right up. Super into that. I want to see uh, my, but what other what other things do you have? We just talked about this, how great. Hold on, I have to see that. My <gasps> al- you did that? My alligator. No, I did not do this. I don't. I um. I actually just. I actually buy the pieces. Uh-huh. I don't actually. Uh, you know, work with the animals. I don't have the heart to do that. That's a, uh, it's a lot know. of. From what I've red it's a lot of work and a lot of chemicals it's a lot of chemicals and so i just don't do that what i do is i do a lot of pieces like for example i go uh antique shopping and i find a bunch of frames or i find a bunch of like lanterns and stuff like that where i can put bats and just (gasps) bowls of different things and you know i just uh you know just go on my instagram you'll be able to see a little bit of my art there perfect 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 so yes please everybody go check out alex's everything the Instagram, you have like so many beautiful pictures on your Instagram, all your potions and just all sorts of goodies. So you're missing out. And if, if you're you in California, please go to these events. I'm super jealous that I'm not closer so I can go them. Yeah, Actually think about uh, going to Vegas and stuff and branching out a little bit. I think there's Ooh. one in Phoenix that I want to do. So stay tuned. I might be touring uh, all over the U.S. in the next yes. couple of years. So nice. coming to love it near you. Be yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, real quick, if you have any stories or even additional questions that you want to ask Alex, you can always <laughs> email us to our hot box. Yeah, I did it. At at gmail.com. You can also call into our hotline, the Skeletales hotline. 302-689-DEAD. 302-689-3323. And we're on the social medias, but we're not going to plug that because this is all about Alex tonight. You have been incredible. We've been throwing you curveballs, ridiculous questions left and right, and... This has been a treat. I've had a blast. I love it. Thank you so much, Alex. No, thank you. I hope we can do this again in the future. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have 100%. our 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 skeletals skeletals psychic. No, that's not coming. <laughs> I'll work on it. We'll work on, on it. We've got so again. Hey, let's remind everyone if you yes, can come please. up with some clever name for Alex like not our in-house that sounds very medical like some sort of fun <laughs> like sexy like fun name like maybe I mean yeah let's do like it hot box hotline and so I'll sick. send you guys uh I'll send you guys one of those voodoo dolls and a t-shirt oh my god I'm so excited that whoever whoever wins oh. we'll, we'll make we'll take a vote on it we'll take the best like four for like names that people can come up with and we'll do we'll do something we'll do something yeah, cool we'll and I'll, oh my god i love this so i'll ship much. some some cool shit out to you guys i'm so excited all right guys one last thing i want to tell you guys oh, okay oh what is it you ready yeah 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 Haunt y'all later Haunt y'all later Haunt y'all later, Haunt y'all later. Yeah. Yeah. good night yeah. good night yeah, good night <laughs>